COVID-19 has you down, or you need some more cleanliness in your life, please check out our proud sponsor, PsychoSoaps, at their Etsy site, www.etsy.com slash shop slash PsychoSoaps. I repeat, www.etsy.com slash shop slash PsychoSoaps. Horror-themed soaps, anything you need over there, from crazy to cute, anything you absolutely need. Children of the night, what music they make. Back everybody, I'm Reggie Mortis, and I'm Boris Lagosa, and you're listening to With the Dead of the Night podcast. Listen, guys, we are covering Jordan Peele's debut film, Get Out. Go ahead, get the facts, Boris. Get Out, 2017, directed by Jordan Peele. Budget for this film was four million five hundred thousand dollars U.S. Wait until you hear these box office. At a budget of four million five hundred thousand, they made one hundred seventy-six million. $40,665 Holy US. shit. Major box office success for Jordan Peele. This movie stars Daniel Kalea as Chris. Allison Williams as Rose Armitage. Bradley Whitford as Dean Armitage. And Catherine Keener as Missy Armitage. And this movie is developed around the story of Chris and Rose. They're set to visit her parents for a weekend of, of you know, festivities. After the meeting, the family, Chris immediately develops an uneasy feeling with the Armitages. From the first encounter, to the way the groundskeeper Walter acts, to how the maid acts. <laughs> Slowly, a boiling point is developing, even quicker, after Missy hypnotizes Chris after learning he is a smoker. And it all goes downhill from there, fans. Chris develops dreamlike sequences of him sinking into the floor after a certain scene of which this slowly unravels. First rig, give us your thoughts of how this this film starts out. So, so it starts off as you have this um, this biracial couple, and they're talking about like she's the one says, "Listen, I want to introduce you to my family," and he has his concerns. I said, "Listen, like, have you let my? I mean, have you told your parents that I'm black?" And he's like, "I don't think this could be an issue." And he's like, "You don't understand that like, this can be an issue to some people, you know, just hold this whole like." Racial kind of turmoil kind of thing going on, like you know, it's he's uncomfortable, right? And he's not well. This is leaving the city. He wants to stay where he's at, and like he's going to like this area where he's never been, meeting this girl's family for her first time. And now as he's meeting her family for her first time, they haven't like you know, in his eyes, they haven't been prepped, and, and he thinks they're going to be you know, uh, react negatively. And not only is he is he going to go meet her family, they're also having this like huge get together at their house where he's going to meet. All her families. when they get there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much when they get there. Yeah. So he's like his nerves are through the roof. So you go through it. You know, fast forward. They're on their way there. They get uh, they hit this deer, and um, there's this whole scene where they they have this um, oh um, they have this whole thing where he's like, listen, like oh, we're um, they pull over. They call the insurance company, call the police, or whatever. And the police come and they want to ask them for uh, the ID. And like, which is really, honestly, it's just there to seizure. If you heard two people in a car as an accident, you have to get everyone's information. Correct. That's a thing. But she takes, you know, quote unquote, she thinks that like they're he's being racist because, and he's listening like it's, it's whatever. One, I'm used to that. This is like standard thing. 
You know, it's like, hold on, being an African-American man, it's, it's just fine. Just give him ID, it's not a big deal. Give him, it's like, no, this is bullshit. You know, you know, you're just doing it because he's, you know, he's he's a black man. You're just doing it all kinds He's like, listen, like, babe, relax. Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Just give him the ID. So he gets the ID and they're set on their way. So they get to the, you know, he get to the house and he realizes he has, like, you find out that he doesn't really have family. His father wasn't in the picture. His, His mother, mother died in a hit run. Yeah, he died in a hit and a run accident, which you ends up being more significant later on. But then he talks. Um, he has his friend Rob, and Rob Rob works Rod. with the Rob is it Rod? Rod. Oh shit! It's Rod. Rod works with TSA, and Rod's a really Fucking funny. Rod. Yeah, Rod's a great character. He he is like he's just a funny character through throughout the movie. But he tells him like, listen, like he's like, what are you what are you doing, man? Going to the white girl's house, man? You don't do that shit. That's just dangerous. And he's like, be careful. And then like and he's like, I'm getting a weird vibe. And like blah blah blah, and he's like, "Listen, they give me a call." So um, you know, they go meet the family, and you go ahead. And, you know, it's just like once they get there, family's kind of pleasant, almost too pleasant. It's too, it's too, it's too. You could tell it's fixed. It, 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 it Bradley it, Whitford's character, Dean. Yeah. As he's talking to him, I voted for Obama like three times. It, I would have voted it, for, it, for a third term. time. He's like, "Oh, I thought he was great." It's like so uncomfortably like. Like fake. he's trying to, trying to, yeah, fake and trying to quote unquote accept him, you know, for being, you know, for being like a, a black Whitford, guy. Whitford shined in this film, though. He's every movie I've seen him in, he was great in Cabin in the Woods. Like yeah, Catherine Keener played a good character as Missy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 find out he's a smoker, and they kind of get in this weird conversation where he just yeah. makes him feel he's uncomfortable this whole visit. Yeah, and what but the and and. Before they get there, he's going to listen. Like I'm in the woods, there's deers here. Like I'm out, I'm out of the city now. And then he sees like um, he passes another black guy on the road, and he kind of looks at him, gives him a weird look. Like what's up with that guy? And then sure enough, he, uh, shortly after that, he meets uh, the housekeeper. It's a black lady, and they're both like dressed like old people, like almost like like something 1800s type. Uh, uh, well, I was I think more like 60s or something like that. <laughs> like just have this like this old person look to them, you know? Right. Like someone so like someone would dress that way when like back in the 60s or something in their youth. So and there and he talks to them and like you know, that's they and he, and he speaks to like the um uh, the way are uh, the um, it's very old England, very old. Yeah, it's very. They're both. They're very like they're very. They they speak. They sound. It's just gonna sound fucked up, but they sound very white. And like almost like, oh, gee, got hookers. I'm sure. You know, she's a she's a great catch there. You know, like it's just like. Oh, it's, when he says, he says she's a god, god doggone catch, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. He's talking to Walter. Yeah. And this is after the scene where he steps outside for a smoke the first night, and Walter's running around the yard like. Yeah, just like straight sprint now. And I've seen that. Like I didn't. I just. I. I seriously watched this movie for the first time this morning, and Boris has been talking about it for years. Listen to me, and Jordan Peele come out swinging, man, with his first horror movie. Man, check it out. And this guy, like I'll, I'm not gonna say, say anything yet. And just spoiler alert, you know, we're, we're covering a movie, so you obviously know we're gonna talk about it. But I was working right when this movie came out, and this guy was like, um, "Hey, listen, I won't tell you anything." About this movie, but check it out. But make sure you watch out for so and so. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, that seems like it's pretty. Like, that seems like a lot of information right there. You know, which it was. But um, we'll it was that. yeah, we'll get into that. But there's this whole like weird scene where he goes out. He goes outside. He tells them he quit smoking, but he's outside sneaking a cigarette. Walker comes charging out his ass, 
full speed fucking hands straight out like he's like some like 1930s runner like ah you know and there's a scene where she's talking about the father like oh it's my father he got beat by Jesse Owens yeah he got beat by Jesse Owens like he's like oh you know this is claim to fame beaten by beaten by Jesse Owens like hey someone's fucking claim to fame just fucking loose you know I guess pretty famous person to lose against but um which we'll we'll get into that more later too so he goes in uh was it Missy Missy Missy's sitting in a thing like you know were you outside smoking. Come sit down with me. He's like, okay. This scene and like, is now, gnarly. And this scene, yeah, this scene is super crazy. Where it breaks down where she's like, listen, um, where were you at when your mother died? And he's like, oh, are we doing this right now? Seriously? And she's like, um, um, where were you at? And she's like, stern tea. You know? And you realize like she, she had drinking tea earlier. You know? Drinking this, this tea that she poured for him earlier. So... He is having, a, you know, he's sitting there and he, she just like, you know, he starts talking and he starts to have like, um, like his past memories of like what happened to his mother. And you find out like, um, she was supposed to be at home at a certain time, but he was watching TV. So he has his guilt. There's mother, you know, she was supposed to be here there's then. There's a scene where he's tearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she, there's a scene where she's like telling like what happened to your mother. Do you think it's your fault? And he's like, he starts to cry. And he's like sitting in a chair, and she's on back and forth with him, his little little boy, and him is the dog. And he's like clawing his nails into the the, uh, the the chair, and you see like tears pouring out of his eyes. He's like, it was because they found out that his mother was in an accident, and she's supposed to be home at a certain time. And instead of calling, you know, and asking where she was at, it was three hours later than she's supposed to. In the initial accident, she didn't get killed. So she would have called to find out where he was at, or like, listen, like, mom has to come home, something like that. She possibly could have got saved because she literally bled out for three hours before she died. So he has this immediate guilt, like, you know, this one person in my life, uh, my, my my mother who loved me in my life, I I just I sat there and did nothing to watch television because I was into my show, and he has this guilt. So then she's just like, he's like sitting there and he's like, I can't move my body, I can't move my body, and she's just like, um. Fall back into your chair. And he's like, she had like kind of this crazy dream sequence where he's like falling into nothing, like falling into like this depth of like, I guess like a depth of his soul. And like, um, um, he ends up, he ends up waking from, up from a dream, correct? Yes. Like, but he's just like, you know, like you're, like you're in this like whole thing. And anyway, so he wakes up the next day and like, I feel like I had like this crazy dream last night. And, um, I feel like cigarettes make me nauseous. I don't want to look at them, you know? And then, he goes out and he sounds like so. Someone so was like, "Who, who talks to him?" Like, "Oh, you, you like um, you and you and uh, Missy were talking for a long time last night when you went in there." And he's this is when he has a conversation with uh, Walter about Allison Williams's character. Yeah, yeah, and he's just Don like, Rose. yeah, yeah, and he's like, um, uh, it's just really awkward, you know, conversation with uh, with Walter. And he was like, well, "Walter is fucking weird. He has this really weird vibe about um, Rose's character." And like, you know, he goes and he's like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time. And that's he comes to the conclusion it wasn't a dream. Like he actually did get hypnotized. And he was like, I went to this really dark place, but having fucking nightmares since that point. Right. And then oh, we go into we meet their brother. Their brother is super awkward. Really and, fucking yeah. Weird. And like they have this like this dinner party. Their brother's like he has this whole thing. He's like, oh yeah, your your genetics are so you know so awesome. You'd be awesome at UFC. And he's like, I, I mean, you put your chokehold and this is shit. And like anyway, so fast forward. Um, they have this, the next day they have this big get together 
and this every, is when shit really yeah this is when shit starts to yeah yeah and he has his call he calls his friend during this time he calls his friend he goes upstairs and he realizes that his Phone's phone second time now his phone is not charging and he um he's like what the fuck's up and he 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 comes and includes like listen like you know i think what's your face the, the uh the um the servant lady whatever she is unplugging my phone like she's almost like a setup. She ends up Regina. calling Regina. She ends up calling Rod. And Rod's like, "Listen, man, like, you know, you're getting hypnotized. That's fucked up, man. Like, it, it, all kind of fuck crazy shit, man. Sex slaves, all kind of shit. Like, you can get the fuck out of there, you know." And he's like, "Well," and he ends up hanging up the phone with Rod or whatever, and he goes back to the party. Do you want to take over from here? Sure. Um, as festivities are going on, um, um, Chris goes up to a man. Another another black man at the party by the name of Logan. Yeah. And uh, he goes, nice to see a, a fellow brother here. And as he turns around, he notices something's off about him. Like, yeah. he's talking very... His outfit is very, like, it's not, you know, he's dressed very fucking old white man style. And he's right. with this old, heavier set white lady. And this doesn't, he talks, like, very, like... Almost like it has his like an old man would speak, you know. And it's almost like very, um, it's very awkward to him. Like this is fucking weird. And you can tell when the scene's happening that he kind of has a deja vu, like he recognizes something. Yeah. But um, as we're going on the we're further on to this party, you have this old man walk up to Chris, be like, "Oh, I really like Tiger Woods." Like just yeah. trying to get on his good side about yeah. shit. Yeah, it's everyone. Everyone brings up some finds some way to bring up that he is black. Right. <laughs> like when it doesn't right. absolutely worse. Nec- it doesn't need to be necessary. It's not necessary whatsoever. So so as we get further on to this party, um, I believe Chris goes walking out with Rose out of the woods. They're sitting talking, and as Chris is talking, uh, Bradley Whitford's character, Dean, is asking them if they want to play a game of bingo. Well, this is not freaking bingo. Yeah. Basically, what it is is a silent auction. For And Jim, the man who Chris meets, the art dealer, the blind art dealer, is the one who buys Chris. Yeah, that's what it is. But, but, but real quick, though, jumping back real quick, there's a scene where this is when he goes upstairs and talks, calls Rod. And Rod's like, listen, like, you know, that guy, so-and-so, is like... Oh, he, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he walks outside and goes, this guy seems familiar. I'm going to take a picture of him and show him to you. So he takes a picture of, of Logan. He was a band player. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Logan, he suddenly stops. His nose bleeds, and he freaks out. Well, and he, he takes he, a picture. Yeah, he takes a picture. What happens, he thinks he's trying to take a picture. He doesn't realize the flash is on and the camera's, like, the sound's on. So he nervously tries to sneak a picture of Logan because he recognizes Logan. And he takes a picture, and then everyone, of course, everyone hears it. And they're all kind of like sitting there, they all stop, they look all look over at him. And then uh, Logan, all of a sudden, he can see, like, almost like he's like, comes a realization, something's wrong. Something, he comes like a realization, like, you know, it's almost like he's like snapped out of like a coma. His nose bleeds, and all of a sudden he just screams. It's a Chris, right? Yeah. Screams at Chris, and he's like, get out! And like charges at him. He's like, get out! Get out! And he's like, what the fuck? And he runs off and then grab, everyone grabs and grabs grabs Logan. And they bring him off to the other room. And they say, they, they say that, quote unquote, they call him down and said that he was, uh, um, uh, but you find out also during the scene that um, her father is a neurosurgeon. Right. You know, so he's like, oh, listen, I'm a neurosurgeon. Like, you no, know, Logan had like a mild, he had a seizure disorder. Which he is had, bullshit. Which is bullshit. Which Chris is like, no, that's bullshit. You know, he didn't have a seizure disorder. Anyway, so he, during this time, they're all calling Logan down. He goes upstairs, calls Rod. 
shows him the picture. And he's like, listen, like, you know, that's so-and-so. He's, she used to hang out. He used to hang out with this girl. Why we we all know? Like, like I knew him, man. He's far, he's from New York. Like, I know this guy. He's like, that's, something's fucking wrong, man. Get the fuck out of me. I'm telling you, sex slaves. Fucking run. Like that. <laughs> so he's like, you know. Rock. Yeah, Rod was a fucking awesome character. Anyway, so they go down. She takes it. Let's go for a walk. We'll go for a little walk. Get you away from this. And then, you know, so he has this whole scene where he's like telling him he's he's uncomfortable. He wants to leave. Um, he tells her he loves her for the first time because at the beginning of the day, they say they say like they don't say love at all. Listen, like I love you, and he's like I love you too. We're gonna we're gonna leave, whatever. And like um um, it's like I feel really uncomfortable. I just want to get out of here. So during this time, like you were saying. They had the silent auction, and you realize this part was creepy yeah. as shit. And they're all like, they're all like, of course, silent. They're all like giving numbers, and then they're all like kind of voting because you have the one lady who has Logan, who is you know, she's obviously has this some kind of shit going on. Whether it's not sure it's the hypnosis or whatever it is during this time, I don't realize it. But the, you definitely realize like everyone, is like every, every 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 person is in on this whole thing, and you realize like it's like oh fuck. Like, you know, so you have, like, this one lady, she's talking, like, you know, or she, or maybe she just wanted a husband, or maybe, you're, you know, or she's, so she has this Logan character as her husband. The one lady who's, like, feeling up Chris's arms and things, like, you know, asks, like, this, like, ridiculous question in front of, like, in front of his girlfriend, like, oh, is, is it bigger? Is it better? Yeah. Like, like, everyone says. Like, you know, she obviously is trying to vote for, to get Chris somehow as a slave or whatever the fuck it is, for a sex slave. And then you have all these other people, and then you have this blind this blind um, photographer, a guy who owns a, a, a gallery, who you know, he, who actually, I personally first thought, like, okay, this guy might be the only decent person because he's like, listen, people don't understand art. I've seen your photographs, like, you know, I've, I've heard about your photographs. My assistant reads everything to me. Like, you have amazing work. You have an eye. You have eyes for like, you know, this beautiful stuff. And like, I'll, I would love to work along with you, whatever. So, do you think this guy's decent? What end up? He ends up being the person who wants to buy Chris. Right. Door to silent auction. So, fast forward. So they go in, and then uh, later that night they're all in the house, and then you realize. I'm trying to think what happens after that. It's to see Chris. Chris finds the pictures yeah. in the cubby hole. So, of, yeah. Of Rose and different partners, including the woman who's the maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what right. So there's this whole scene where um, like he's listening. Like I'm, I'm comfortable. I want to go home. Like I just want to get out of here. Uh, everyone's giving me like a weird vibe. That guy already freaked me out. I know that guy from somewhere. I feel like something's going on. Can we please leave? I love you. I want to be with you. I don't want to leave you. I want to. I needed to get out of here. He's like, okay, we will. We'll make up a lie. So, yeah, so we have to go back to town. We'll leave. We'll leave um, first thing. We'll leave tonight. We'll leave tonight. So they get back, and while um, he texts and he finds out that so and so, like he finds out that Logan guy has been missing. Like, something seriously wrong. I need to get out of here right now. And while he kind of looks over, he sees this door's open. And there's this box. And he goes to the box. And he finds a picture. And, like, early in the movie, she's like, listen, like, you know, like, you know, I, my parents shouldn't be shouldn't be an issue. My parents aren't racist at all. Um, and, you know, even though you are my first my boyfriend that's been, is black, like, I, this shouldn't this not should be an issue. And she they, at this point, he's going through the pile and realizing there's, like, multiple pictures of her bringing, like, having black boyfriends that she's bringing to this house. And a girlfriend. And, and, and you know, and, and a girlfriend or a friend or whatever how it was. Like, what you go through, it's, like, all these different people. It's Logan was one of them. Or the guy, or whatever his real name was. But he's one of the pictures. The guy who's a servant is one of the pictures. Uh, and then the girl who's also the servant and works at the house, 
she's in the pictures too. Georgina. Yeah. Georgina. Like, so he's just like, holy fuck, I need to get out of here now. Like, and he's trying to sneeze. Hey, babe, where are the keys at? And they're getting ready to sneeze. Like, oh, I can't find the keys. So he goes downstairs, and there's this whole end of this transition scene. So he goes downstairs, and uh, he's like, babe, where are the keys at? Oh, we're getting ready to go. Like, oh, why are you leaving so sudden? Like, oh, my dog, you know, my dog's uh, sick. Need the vet. He needs to get a vet the first thing in the morning. We have to leave tonight. Oh, okay. Like, where, where are the keys at, babe? And everyone's kind of slowly kind of. She's just struggling. Like, oh, oh, my God, babe, I can't find them. Oh, my God, I can't find them. Where are they? Right, I can't, I'll find them just soon enough. And all of a sudden, they're kind of like, almost like kind of closing in on him. And then, like, he sits there, and, and all of a sudden, she's like, uh, what's the brother takes a swing at me? It misses. And looks back up, and she's just like, um, you know, I can't She's like, babe, you know, I can't give you the keys. And he realized now it's all one big setup. And then um, she grabs a dish and she uh, she she hits that. As soon as she chimes, this is when you notice like like the it's all about that he little drops. Tea. Yeah, he, he sees the thing and he drops. And then the mother's like, "Take him downstairs, get him prepped." And like, okay, what the fuck is this at? This scene right here. And then you see him. They get downstairs, but there's the transition scene into Rod. Remember Rod scene? <laughs> but Rod's like, he, she see Rod's like, listen, like, so-and-so's missing, like, this guy's been missing for six months now. And he's talking to the and he's, like, he's like, listen, I work for TSA, like, I do investigate, I learned how to do this shit, man, like, I'm, you know, I do detective shit, too. I'm looking, we do terrorist shit, so we were actually above the detectives. So I'm gonna go tell, I'm gonna tell so-and-so, he's like, I think, so he goes, he goes to the police station, he's talking to this lady. He's like, listen, my friend, I think he's being held hostage, they're doing this whole thing, they're doing sex slaves. And so listen, we get somebody else. So she brings this scene in. It's a really Big funny scene. She brings in these two other officers, like detectives or whatever, and they're all sitting there. Like, break it down. Tell us again what's going on. He's like, so someone said, like, you know, um, my, my friend's taking this white girl. They, they, go to this, they go to stay at this house. I told them not to do it. He told them it was too dangerous. Um, I think they did some kind of freaky, uh, freaky like sex slave shit. Now this guy we know, um, he's there too. Took a picture of him. He's been missing for six months. He's there. You know, boy said he hasn't answered his phone in two days. I think he's missing. He's a sex slave now. What are we going to do next? And they all start busting out laughing. And he realizes now that he has no one's going to help him. So he goes back to his place. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. He ends up getting pissed off. He's like, listen, I'm going to record her. I'm going to call her because he's not answering his phone at all. I'm going to call his girlfriend and have her record because she's going to spill everything to me. And then, like, um, she's already on to him. She knows what's going on. Like, he's like, he thinks something's going on. So when he calls, she does this whole thing. Like, she's like, oh my, like, you can see her. She's a completely straight face and she has this outfit on, like, this white. She looks like, um, a ballerina or something. To me, I thought she was like Jennifer Connelly and fucking, um, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, she has that full one, like the full, the the black hair in the back of the ponytail, like the lipstick, the, the white shirt. That was a good, that was a good. Yeah, I'm like, man, like, I always thought she was hot in that movie. But I'm like, man, yeah. like, she looks completely different to this whole, like, wholesome girl. Like, she's sitting there, and she's like, she's literally, like, straight face, like, oh no, like, talk, like, bullshit. You can tell she's, she's like, putting on this whole act. Oh my god, like, I, he's been gone for two days. I've been trying to call him. He left his, or I tried to call him, but his phone's here. I don't, I don't want to do, like, he hasn't been home yet. I think he doesn't want to be with me, like all this kind of bullshit. And he's just like, he's like, oh, I know this whole time, like you've been after me, like you've always had a thing for me. You've been trying to fuck me this whole time. And she knows that, and he gets pissed off, like, fuck you, bitch. And hangs up the phone and realizes, like, oh fuck, that was a whole thing to get me off the phone. Like she's good, like something's going on. So then you see him leave the camera. You don't realize he's, you know, you find out later on he's on his, you know, he might be coming to try to help him. Now we get to the basement. You want to take this part over? Sure. We're in the basement here, and uh, Chris is tied up to this to this chair, and the TV pops on. 
You're introduced to this family called the Coagulum. Yeah. Which is basically, I'd call it a cult. Yeah. Where he's performing lobotomies, mm -hmm. switching brains. Uh, you find out that Jim donated his body to science. Yeah. You know, he wants to have a set of eyes to see what everybody else is seeing. Exactly. Basically, the people that they're they're kidnapping are, are supposed to be a superior... They, they consider them the superior race. Yeah. And when you first watch this film, you think that it's going to be like about racial tensions and things like that, but it's really not. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Uh, this family has like a cult, like... You know, they're, they're basically a cult. Yeah. And uh, Rose was found to have these multiple black partners. The coagulum was introduced. It's all about mind control and finding the supreme being based on the bond. And it, start, and it starts off with, it's the grandfather. Right. And then what you realize, um, <laughs> shortly, a few minutes later. I thought this scene was funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so, they have this whole scene. Like, always different people. out, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's this whole scene where... Well, he's watching this thing. He keeps on going. They call it. You know, he has this whole video where um, the photographer guy, gallery Jim, Jim comes onto the camera and says, "Listen, like I can hear you. There's a whole thing set up. Like, he's he's in, he's in a gown, and he breaks down to him. Listen, like I think you're a good guy. He said, but honestly, man, I just need some eyes. And so what help his whole thing is it's going to be they keep a certain part of the mind and the conscious part. Um, or the part of the brain. So they did this whole, like, you know, the body switch brains or whatever. Puts his brain in his so he can use and he can see his eyes and everything else, but they keep a little bit of his consciousness. A little bit of him is still left over. So then Jim goes off the screen and then he's like, hold us, like, you know, he's like, oh shit, what do I do? And he realizes every time, and then shortly after that, the video comes on, they have to, it has a tea, a tea cup. And as soon as it hits his time side of the thing, he goes out. So you see him go out. And during this whole time, like it's like it's, it's this repeating scene over and over again where she's him, him as a little boy, and him as an adult, and he's clawing his fingernails to the point where like the literally the um, it's like almost like an anxiety type of thing where he's literally the stuffing is coming out of the couch, you know. And there's a scene where he's trying to pull, he's trying to pull uh, his latches off uh, off his wrist with his mouth. So. There's a scene, like there's these, um, the brother comes down, he's coming down to get the body for the body. Jim's already has his whole top of his head cut off, or cut out, and his brain out. And they're getting ready to bring up Chris up there to do the switch. So he goes downstairs, and you realize that um, um, all of a sudden he's doing some kind of thing, and then Chris hops up, and he beats him over the head with like some kind of like glass ball, or Rip, red, uh, rock ball and hits him over the head hits him twice plus him out knocks him you think he's dead because blood's pouring out of his head and he's laying on the ground and then you see that he pulls the stuffing that he pulled from the couch out of his ears so he couldn't hear the tea cup that put him out to sleep so he knows like, this part was really cool yeah that's a really cool scene so and he goes up he runs upstairs and this whole time he's watching like the whole beginning of the movie they hit this dough and in this movie, during this whole time, he continues to look up and sees this big buck um, mount on the wall. So there's a scene of the father. He finally he finishes the lobotomy, looking for the son. Like, what the fuck's he at? Why is he bringing the body up here yet? And he comes out to the hallway to look, and all of a sudden, it's like you know, this is one of the creative, way, most creative ways I've seen someone get killed in a fucking horror movie. He comes charging out to fucking with the uh, with the with the uh, buck mount and stabs right in the neck. Bam! And hits his fucking ramp his ass against the wall. And he bleeds out really quickly and falls to the ground. And then he grabs, he's going to go out of there. He's going to run out of there. So he grabs, finds it, gets the keys. He's running down the stairs. 
and he comes face to face with Missy. Missy stands at the other side of the table. And they're both kind of stared at this whole scene. They're staring down at one another. And then she's sitting there, and she looks down, and there's the tea thing. He knows if he hits, she touches that tea thing, he's going to go out, and he's going to be done for. So, because she doesn't realize that, you know, supposedly the son's dead, and also the, the father's dead. Mm. So, they both go for this whole thing. He smacks the teacup and showers all over the floor. And then she grabs a knife, and she stabs through his hand. And there's this whole fucking... Rick Grimes fucking scene where she, she pulls the knife and stabs he stabs her right through the temple. And with the knife inside his hand, punches, punches her inside of the head and stabs her in the temple and kills her zombie style. She drops to the floor. And then he's running to the door and you realize that um, uh, he goes to the doorknob and he realizes the son's not dead yet. So son runs and grabs and puts him in a chokehold. Like he's talking about his whole earlier, his whole fucking UFC thing he wants to do. He's dying to fucking wrestle him. He finally gets his chance to put him in a chokehold. So he's choking him out. And you think he's getting ready to fall asleep. And then uh, what the fuck is he hitting him with? He grabs his doorknob. He tries to ram against the wall. He hits him with something. Yeah, I can't remember. For some reason, I can't, I'm, like, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, he overpowers the, uh, overpowers the son and ends up... Um, Stomping, like you hear this like, disgusting stomping sound. He stomps the fucking son, the uh, the brother, and the son to death. And then you see him run out, gets into the truck. He's peeling off. Oh, he's running. He's trying to call Rod on the phone. Right. Rod, Rod, puts the phone, and all of a sudden the phone drops. He hits um, the uh, what's her face, Gladys or Georgia, Georgina, Georgina. He hits Georgina. Georgina gets flying over the hood. He has this whole thing. It's almost like a hit and run thing. Where right. he's like, so he he's like, Georgina. He's like, oh no, what am I gonna do? He's, he goes back to hold us. He the whole do the whole thing with like he's gonna go save Georgina. He thinks like, okay, this girl's like, she's a victim too. Like you know, like I have to save her. So, um, he goes and grabs grabs her, throws her in the vehicle, and this is when everything kind of comes full circle. This is when you realize that the entire family is here. This is the grandma. You know, this is the grandma. So, Saul's, like, Georgia is the grandma. What's his face? Walter's, is the, Walter's grandfather. the grandfather. Um, um, the one, uh, what's her face? Uh, Logan is that woman's ex-husband. Or the, her old yeah. husband or whatever. So, it's all this whole shit. So, he, he's peeling away. She's like, you destroyed my house! And, like, charges at him. And they wreck and he ends up killing Georgia and he's laying there. And then this is the scene where, what's her face? She kind of wakes up from her, like... Or she's got headphones in. She realized something's going on. She has his fucking rifle. Tries to shoot him. And you see her running down there. All of a sudden, he's going down there. Here comes Walter. And she goes, <laughs> see, fucking. Get him, Grandpa. Get him, Grandpa. He's like charging after his ass to fucking fight him. And all of a sudden, um, he wrestles him to the ground. And he gets. Ava gets his phone out. Takes a picture. And uh, you realize Walter, all of a sudden, like, like I did before, has this thing, nosebleed. You realize he comes back to us, comes to his senses. And you don't realize, like, she doesn't realize that she's got the gun. He turns around, looks at her, and goes, Give me the gun, baby. Let me do it. It's okay, Grandpa. Gives him the gun. And he turns around, and he just fucking blasts her right to the gut. Boom! And her ass fucking falls back, hits the ground. And he turns around, looks at him. And I'm like, You can't tell if it's like, Is this the, the guy, the, the old boyfriend? Is mine going on? Is this self conscious? Or is this the grandfather back and forth? Like, is it, is it like a, a very quick. You know, jump back and self-conscious where he's like, you know, his previous self or is just actually the grandfather. Right. And how long does that last? And then all of a sudden you see him turn the rifle to himself and shoots himself in the head and kills himself. So then he's laying there. 
Um, he goes over, crawls over, he goes to go choke her to death, and she starts to smile. And he lets her go, because he's like, listen, I'm not doing this. Like, you know, she she wants me to do this. I'm not giving her the benefit. She can fucking bleed out. That's what I thought was really gnarly scene. And all of a sudden, you see flashing lights behind him. And his whole full circle comes down, like, oh, man. Now the fucking cops are going to be here. They're going to think he killed, it's like this murder, double murder going on. He thinks he's going to get, he's like, they're all immediately going to go thinking it's him for fucking being like, this, this black guy or whatever. And then uh, you realize, who was it? Rod. It's Rod. And Rod comes and pretty much saves the day at the end. He's listening to get in the vehicle. We're going to peel off. And what's the hell it say to him at the end? He says something really fucking funny to him. I told you so. Something about sex slaves. I told you about sex slaves. I told you that, that they had some white girl's house and meet her parents. That kind of shit. But he says something. Oh, it's like, it's like, that's what he says. He's like, listen, man. I'm the fucking TSA. Hey, we get shit done. done. <laughs> 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 so it's so fucking funny scene where he says the rotism at the end. But then the movie just ends like that, man. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good fucking movie. I'm really glad I, I finally... Boris has been telling me for years now to three watch years. three years to watch this movie. Listen, he's like, I'm telling you, man, like Jordan Peele has come out swinging on his horror movies, man. Jordan, Jordan Peele is not just a comedy guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's proven it. This is his first film, and he had another film too that just came out last year that was that was just as good. I, I mean, I'm gonna see that next. I definitely want to check out us. And he's also I've referred rumors that he's gonna do Candyman. Uh, I think he's producing that. Uh, I don't know if he's directing it, but I did see a trailer, a teaser for it, and it looks intriguing, very intriguing. Yeah, I, you know, if I haven't seen us yet, but I want to check out us, us out and um, uh, kind of see what you know, see what I think about too. But I mean, hell, I mean, shit, man, that's a good, that's definitely an out of the box movie. And right. uh, people might say it might not be hard to me. It was pretty, pretty fucking horrifying. Uh, uh, Get Out was, a, I believe, was a of a straight horror film. Yeah. I, I believe that it had it tied a little bit of old fashioned with the new era of horror. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I don't really have a complaint on the top of my head. I thought the story and the cinematography and everything else all was 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 you know par on par or above par. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very great film. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, only thing I have to say is, unfortunately, it was that that, that guy I used to work with. And he was like, you know, of course, I'm like, hey, man, I saw Get Out last night. Go check it out, man. It's awesome. I won't tell you anything about it, man, but, like, all I'm going to say is watch out for the girlfriend. <laughs> like, now, now, of course, I watch it. I'm like, well, fuck, man. I knew that the whole time. Something's yeah. going on with her. Yeah. You know, so that was unfortunate, but that's my, that wasn't, you know, anything with the, the movie's fault at all. No. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else you want to say about this? I think we covered everything we needed to cover. Hey, Jordan Peele, man, um, good job with this, man. It's one, it's a plus one for me. Hope I'll check out the next film and you know give you my uh, thoughts about that eventually someday too. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'm Ricky Mortis and I'm Boris Lagosa. This has been with the end of the night, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Later. Hey, listen, make sure you subscribe, subscribe to our <laughs> channel and also uh, our YouTube. I forgot that part. It's important. We we need the likes, we need the views, man. That's how we get paid. Right. You know, you're all our friends. We love you very much. And uh, if you're looking for someone to sponsor, uh, we'll definitely take a beer sponsor. Because <laughs> we're, sure. we're drinking cheap shit right now. It's okay. Uh, Iron City? City uh, of Champions? <laughs> Beg a differ. All right, guys. Have a good one.